This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Wang Xiaoning and Chong Jen Sun. In half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how the Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, we are checking the pulse of the public health care sector. Now, this week in England, junior doctors have voted in favour of a 72-hour strike to protest against the lack of wage growth amid rising inflation and increasing demands on the job. This follows decisions to take industrial action by nurses and ambulance workers, highlighting the pressures in the UK's public health care service, the NHS. The situation is mirrored here in Malaysia as government doctors grow increasingly frustrated over the inertia in the public health care reforms. A survey conducted by medical news portal Code Blue last month highlighted the extent of concern among the medical fraternity. 95% of respondents believe public health care is in a crisis. 98% are angry with the situation. Over half of respondents said they would participate in a strike if it were organised. In a bid to defuse tensions, the Minister of Health, Dr Zaliha Mustafa, yesterday held a town hall session with junior doctors to solicit feedback on the state of public health care and how to resolve the myriad gaps in the system. For insights into what happened behind closed doors, we speak to Dr Helmi Hajamaidin, Special Advisor to the Minister of Health, who moderated the town hall event. Dr Helmi, good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, before we go into what happened at the town hall, could you update us on your status at as advisor to the minister. You were previously the technical advisor for tobacco control to the former Minister of Health, Kairi Jamaluddin. Has this role also been extended under Dr. Zaliha Mustafa? Hi, good morning, and thanks for having me. Um, it's a slightly different role. So previously, I was with YB Kairi as a technical advisor for the GEG proposal that we were pushing through. So that was very much specifically on pushing tobacco control policies. This role is a little bit more, I suppose, encompassing. It's a slightly it's a different role. It's, um, it, it, I think I have a lot more responsibility at the moment, and I think it's something that I am having to deal with in terms of looking at the system more holistically. So it's moving on from looking specifically at tobacco control policies to looking at the health system as a whole. And this is where hopefully I'll be able to help YB Dr. Zaliha in her efforts to improve matters. And Dr. Hilmi, walk us through the aims of the town hall that was announced by the Minister of Health a week ago. What led to his decision to call for a meeting with junior doctors at relatively short notice? The the idea for town hall has actually been on the pipelines for quite some time. I think the main issue that we have been facing is we've been wanting to have a clearer understanding of the issues at hand. A lot of the issues that were discussed and have been discussed on social media as well are issues that are relatively long-standing. And the first couple of months of her being in office has been very much about her deep diving into what the issues are, as well as what moves were made beforehand, as well as looking at what needs to be done, not just within KKM, but in our relationship and discussions with other agencies and ministries. And then it came to a point, of course, where we thought that we needed to have a more informal kind of discussion with our junior doctors on the ground who work in government services because although we've been meeting representatives throughout the past few weeks, a lot of it has been behind closed doors and a lot of it has been very frank discussions. But to the outside world, it may appear that we haven't been engaging enough because we don't necessarily want to publicize all these meetings and the issues that were raised. So the town hall was one a... I suppose it is a natural evolution in terms of our 
our efforts to get more information from the ground. And secondly, is to also show that, you know, we're not just listening to the people who are in organizations representing these voices, but to actually hear from the people themselves and the doctors themselves who were really, really frank, who were really, really good yesterday. And we were really, really appreciative of the fact that we had so many people come through. We had about, I think, 350 doctors, and they came from all the way from Sabah, Sarawak, Sremban, the north of Malaysia, and they were able to share their, their ideas, their concerns and expectations with us. Okay, what was the atmosphere like during the town hall? I mean, the, the meeting was held under Chatham House rules to, to encourage openness in discussion. Was, was it achieved? Yes, I think so. Um, of course, I'm biased. I was moderating it. So. <laughs> but um, I think it was a very cordial discussion. The, the whole rationale of having um, Chatham House rules was really so that people would feel very safe in sharing their opinions. Because even before the event itself, there were lots of like rumours going around or there were even people voicing concerns that they may be penalised if they were to voice out their thoughts. But YB Zaliha's um, approach and philosophy is quite different in the sense that you know, if we don't know what the problem is, then we won't be able to solve it. And the, the idea is for people to be comfortable, you know, no blame culture, no one's going to go after anyone. We started off the whole session by saying, like, you know, if anyone actually comes after you after this or says that you shouldn't have said X, Y or Z, just get in touch with us and, you know, we will do our utmost best as, as part of the minister's office to make sure that, you know, you're not penalised in any way. Because, the, once again, looking from a doctor's perspective, you, you, before you can diagnose, before you can treat, you need to actually go through all the symptoms and figure out what's going on. And that was the whole idea and philosophy behind having the closed door session yesterday. That sounds very um, encouraging, um, Dr. Helmi. Maybe you can also talk to us about the main issues that were raised by those attending the town hall. If I were to, I suppose, try to categorize it, because a lot of the issues raised, they had, I, I suppose, similar fundamental issues, and they were more systemic in nature. So, for example, the issue of workforce. So there were a number of issues raised about how maybe certain hospitals have insufficient um, junior doctors, whereas other hospitals had too many, to the point where their training were not of a high enough quality. And there was also concerns about the level of fatigue on the ground, the degree of transparency in the decision-making processes when it comes to workforce um, promotions or even selection processes. So these were things that were relatively common across the board, irrespective of where doctors were coming from. And this goes back into the idea that we need to look into the manner in which we plan for our workforce in a more holistic fashion. So with that in mind, for example, um, mapping of the workforces, right? Having a very clear idea, um, uh, 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 what you may call it, a, a roadmap of what's needed, as well as a very clear idea of what's needed today. So real-time data, that is something that we are going to work on. In fact, I will take a step back. One of the key things from the town hall is also having that um, having realized that a lot of what we're doing is actually in keeping with what's on the ground. So, for example, the mapping of the workforce by one of our deputy GGs is already in place. And this is very much in line with some of the concerns raised yesterday about who goes where and how that decision-making is made. The other key thing that was raised also was, the, was concerns about bullying and how reports or complaints about bullying are not necessarily always followed up upon. And this is where we came up with a solution yesterday that was proposed by MMA that will work hand-in-hand with MMA, the Malaysian Medical Association, in order to create a portal where we'll be able to collect information from doctors who feel that they are being persecuted in one way or another. And together with MMA, we will work together to actually go through these cases on a 
one-by-one basis in order to be able to ensure that we address the issues that are raised. Mm. So I think one clear message that's coming out from yesterday as well is the fact that everyone's actually on the same page. It's not us against them. It's not wanting to take sides or anything like that. We all acknowledge the fact that the system is stretched, that we are facing a problem in the sense of workforce fatigue in terms of resources, both digital and um, physical. And it's all about trying to sit together, managing expectations and being able to show that we are doing things that we can, but we also need to push harder to get more resources that we need. And Dr. Helmi, what what about things like salaries for healthcare professionals and on-call allowances? Was this also raised as a key issue? It was. um, There was uh, concerns about on-call allowances, the degree to which it is uh, suitable for the work that's being done. And this is something that YB Zaleha has actually been working in the background in terms of discussions with JPA and MOF. Now, one of the key things, and I'm sure this occurs across all ministries, is um, the ongoing discussions with the finance ministry with regards to the budget. So we are fighting for enough allocations. Um, we, we appreciate the fact that, you know, from a fiscal standpoint, and we are facing a lot of difficulties and headwinds both domestically and internationally. But at the same time, we do have to fight for our healthcare workers and we'll do our utmost best to ensure that we get what's needed. But I think realistically speaking, we will not get everything that we ask for, mm. but at least enough to make a difference and at least shift the needle a bit in terms of what we are able to provide to the right yet. Okay, so Dr. Helmi, great that everyone listened, but what happens next? When are the solutions going to be uh, forthcoming? So I think it depends on the problem. Some things we can um, we can deal with relatively easily. Some things a bit more long-standing. So, for example, the issue of bullying, like I mentioned earlier on, we can almost immediately start that collaboration with MMA with regards to having that portal, having that um, uh, having that platform for doctors to feel and understand that they're being listened into, and that there will be efforts and measures taken to address the issues that they raise. Things that involve processes. So, for example, things that involve the increased transparency in um, decision-making processes for those who are getting an upgrade or a promotion. Those are also things that we can look into relatively quickly because these do not really involve external parties or involve a lot of money from other ministries. Now, in terms of other major issues, as you mentioned, things like on-call allowances, that is going to depend entirely on how things work out with other ministries. So that will be a little bit more long-standing. Mm. But I think the key thing also is the fact that we have started, um, in a, on a very good note, uh, this open engagement process. And the next step is also to listen to those who are non-doctors. So there are a lot of issues facing our allied health, for example. We always talk about lack of doctors in the healthcare system. But it's also an issue with nurses, with physiotherapists, with pharmacies. And they also have similar issues in terms of their wage, in terms of their on-call allowances. So these are also things that we need to start looking into and we will continue to engage with them. And where where possible, um, once again, granted with the limitations we have in terms of time, we want to make this as regular as possible. And even if YB Minister can't do it, there are many others in her team who are keen to continue engagement in order to not just focus on the current problems, but also prevent further issues from occurring in the future. Dr. Helmi, as as others have mentioned, this is really encouraging. We have about a minute left on the clock. I do want to ask, how concerned is the Ministry of Health about industrial action? Um, we've seen just rumblings about it. There is a lot of long-standing dissatisfaction. Do you, is this something that the Ministry is concerned about? 
we, we take note of the fact that it has been raised. I would say that speaking to a lot of people on the ground, it is not something that's immediately on the top of their list of things to do. A lot of them have once again expressed the fact that they are frustrated. And when they are frustrated, of course, all kinds of options come to mind. But knowing, and once again, if we take away the message from yesterday, a lot of the messaging yesterday was actually sharing what we've been doing in the ministry as well in the background. And I think that that helps a lot in terms of reassuring individuals about what's being done and the fact that we acknowledge, you know, there's no denying or the issues at hand. There's, there's acknowledgement that is the fact that the minister is there to fight for the health workers. Mm. So I think all that comes into play and hopefully that will ensure them that the minister has their rights in mind as well. And it's not just about the service provision for the rakyat, but also making sure that those who are serving the rakyat are looked after as well. Dr. Helmi, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Dr. Helmi Hajamaidin, Special Advisor to the Minister of Health, giving us some insights on what went down at the Ministry of Health Town Hall yesterday. Hopefully this uh, continuous engagement will be something that's just part of the process moving forward. It is 8.48 in the morning. We're heading into some messages and when we come back, we'll dive into the Hong Kong budget with analysis from Gary Ung of Netixis. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.